everyone, and welcome back to America's Lost History. I'm your host, Ron Wismer. This is episode 1.8, Pennsylvania. This is going to probably be our longest episode in this series because we have nine signers of the Declaration to get through. So let's get right through it. Our first delegate is George Clymer. Born March the 16th, 1739. Died January the 24th, 1813. Age at signing, 37. The orphan son of a sea captain, young George was taken in by his rich uncle, William Coleman, a successful Philadelphia merchant. William raised George to be a merchant and apprenticed him to the counting room. In 1765, George married Elizabeth Meredith, with whom he would have nine children. When his uncle died around 1765, George took over the family interests as well as working for his father-in-law. With the passage of the Stamp Act, George became an avowed patriot, a running theme in our series here. He became a member of the Community of Safety, and in 1774 he was given command of a volunteer corps in General Calderwaller's Brigade. After the Tea Riot, Clymer was placed in charge of the Committee of Vigilance and was on the Council of Safety. In 1775, Congress appointed him to one of the, be one of the Continental Treasurers. In 1776, Dickinson left Congress instead of voting for independence, and Clymer was appointed to succeed him. Clymer would stay in Congress until 1777, and in 1778 he was sent by Congress to negotiate with the Native Americans in Western PA. He was successful and in 1780 returned to Congress. He would reign in Congress until 1782, and then he would be elected to the PA legislator. He was sent to the southern states to convince them to pay their debts to Congress. Clymer served in the Constitutional Convention, and then was elected to the first Congress but he chose not to be re-elected after one term. President Washington appointed him supervisor of the revenue for the state of Pennsylvania and served in this office during the Whiskey Rebellion. His last act as a public servant was in 1796 when he was appointed to negotiate a treaty with the Cherokee in Georgia. In 1813, at the age of 74, George Clymer passed on from this world after a long and active life. Uh, the next delegate we're going to talk about, I'm going to have a little preface here and say this is only a small summary of some of these delegates' lives. I totally recommend people uh, follow up with other writings, and especially of this delegate, there are many, many books you can read, including his own autobiography. Probably our most famous delegate that we're going to talk about in this whole series is Benjamin Franklin. Born January the 17th, 1706, died April the 17th, 1790. Age at signing, 70. Born in Boston to a candlemaker, Josiah Franklin, Benjamin was the youngest of 17 children. Benjamin was not interested in being a candlemaker, so he was apprenticed to his half-brother James, a printer by trade. James proved to be a harsh master, but young Penn ex excelled at the trade. While apprenticed to James, Ben Franklin wrote the Silence Do Good Letters, which James published not knowing that his brother was the author. When the secret came out, Ben was forced to flee to Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, he worked for another printer and traveled to the home country of England. Upon his return from England, Franklin began publishing the Pennsylvania Gazette and Poor Richard's Almanac, which became one of the most popular publications in the colonies. Every home would have a copy. By the age of 42, Franklin was rich enough to retire from his daily business to begin his philanthropic and scientific work. Franklin organized the first volunteer fire department in the U.S. He also founded the nation's first library and hospital. He helped found the University of Pennsylvania, 
and Parliament appointed Franklin as Postmaster General for the Colonies. Famously, Franklin invented the Franklin Stove, Bifogels, and the Lightning Rod. Franklin spent nearly 30 years of his life abroad. He was by far the most famous American in the world, and he received honorary doctorates while in England, which is why we know him as Dr. Franklin. Franklin served as an agent for Pennsylvania while in England, and after the repeal of the Stamp Act, Franklin published embarrassing letters from the governor of Massachusetts. This led to him being prosecuted for disloyalty to the crown, and he was officially stripped of his postmaster job for the act. Upon his return to Philadelphia in 1775, Franklin was sent to the Continental Congress. He rarely spoke in Congress, but was, remained an influential voice. Congress sent Franklin to inspect General Washington's troops. The general begged Franklin to have Congress send bullets, troops, and money. He was then sent to Canada on an unsuccessful attempt to persuade the Canadians to join the war effort. His return from Canada, Franklin served on the Committee of Five who wrote the Declaration. After signing the famous document, Franklin was sent to France to seek allies for the war. Franklin was known as a ladies' man, but this reputation may be, have been a little bit inaccurate. He was married to his common-law wife, Deborah Reed, for 44 years, with whom he had two children. He also had one illegitimate son, William, before meeting Deborah. William would remain loyal to the crown and serve as the royal governor of New Jersey. They would be reconciled later in his life. Franklin's mission to France was fruitful, resulting in an alliance between the two nations, which shifted the balance of the war. In 1783, Franklin helped draft the Treaty of Paris, which would end the war. In 1785, Franklin returned to home to help the draft the Constitution. Finally, in 1790, the most famous American in the world would pass on. Our next delegate is Robert Morris, born January the 31st, 1734, died May the 8th, 1806, age at signing, 42. The man who would be known as the financier of the Re revolution was born in Lancashire, England. His father, Robert Morris Sr., was a Liverpool merchant who was heavily engaged with trade with Americas. His father emigrated to the eastern shore of Maryland, and then when Robert was about 13, he sent for his family to join them there. His father sent Robert to Philadelphia for schooling, and he was apprenticed to Charles Willing, a leading Philadelphia merchant. Years later, Robert Morris Sr. would be killed by some wadding that struck him while a ship fired a salute in his honor. By the time of death of Charles Willing, Robert was a Finnish merchant, and he founded a business with Thomas Willing. The firm became the most extensive importing business in Philadelphia, which at that point Philadelphia was the most important city in America. After the Stamp Act and following non-importation boycott, Morris and Willing look, took part cheerfully in the boycott and encouraged others to do so. After the Battle of Lexington, Morris decided to get active in public life. He was elected to the General Congress, and Congress chose him as a special commissioner to procure money for the government. Morris began efforts to finance the revolution, and at one point even loaned $10,000 to the effort. In 1781, Morris organized a bank in Philadelphia to help finance the war. He was then appointed general financial agent for the U.S., the position that would eventually become known as the Secretary of the Treasury. Morris was able to secure loans for the country using only his reputation that the government was unable to procure for themselves. After the war, Morris served in the legislature of Pennsylvania and then as a delegate to the Constitutional Convention. He was then elected to the first Senate. His finances had greatly diminished through land speculation, and he was ruined financially. He would pass on in 1806 at the age of 73. Our next delegate is John Morton. Born around 1724, died April the 15th, 1777. 
age assigning about 52. John Morton was the only son of a Finnish farmer named John Morton Sr. His mother was Mary Archer, also of Finnish descent. The family lived in Ridley Township, Pennsylvania, and had been in the area since the colony was part of New Sweden. His father died before John was born, and when he was seven, his mother married John Sketchley, an English farmer. John would have no formal education, and around 1748 he married Anne Justice, with whom he would have nine children. Around the age of 30, Morton entered politics and would serve in various PA legislators for the next 18 years. He would serve as a Justice of the Peace and Sheriff. He would even serve as Speaker of the Pennsylvania State Assembly. In 1774, he was sent to Congress. When it came to the vote for independence, Morton initially was vote, voting no against the resolution. On July 2nd, when Robert Morris and John Dickinson abstained from voting, Thomas Willing and Charles Humphreys voted against the resolution. Franklin and Wilson voted in favor. That left the deciding vote up to Morton. Morton voted with his conscience, and the resolution passed. Back at home, his neighbors did not support his vote, and he would be ostracized. Nine months after the vote that changed history, Morton was struck ill. He became the first signer to die at about the age of 56. George Ross George Ross was born May the 10th, 1730, and died July the 14th, 1779, about the age of signing 46. Born in Newcastle, Delaware, and educated at home, Ross studied law with his brother and was admitted to the Philadelphia Bar. He was a loyal Tory and served as the Crown Prosecutor. He was elected to the provincial legislature in 1768. In 1774, he was elected to the Continental Congress. By 1775, Ross had become a patriot and even served as a colonel in the militia. He was sent to Congress again after the vote for independence, but in, t this in, in time to sign the document. Ross was resigned from Congress in 1777. He would then serve as a judge in the Admiralty Court. He was embroiled in the first case of states' rights over the prize money after the capture of a British sloop active. Ross was the uncle of John Ross, whose famous wife was Betsy, the flag seamstress. George Ross would die from gout in 1779. Dr. Benjamin Rush, born January the 4th, 1746, died April the 19th, 1813, age at signing, 30. Born to parents John Rush and Susanna Hall in Byberry, Pennsylvania, Benjamin was the fourth of seven children. Benjamin was edu educated at the West Nottingham Academy and at the College of New Jersey. Rush apprenticed under Do Dr. John Redmond of Philadelphia and then attended the University of Edinburgh where he earned his MD in 1768. He returned to Philadelphia in 1769 where he opened his medical practice. He also taught chemistry at the College of Philadelphia where he published America's first chemistry textbook. Rush was active in, with the Sons of Liberty and was friends with Thomas Paine, supposedly suggesting the common sense title for his most famous pamphlet. Rush was sent to Congress after the vote for independence, but was in time to sign the document. While serving in Congress, he was appointed Surgeon General for the Middle Department and accompanied Philadelphia militia to the war. Rush had a bad habit of criticizing his superiors in letters, and when he criticized Washington after the Battle of Brandywine, he was dismissed from military service. As a doctor, Rush was known for bloodletting and mercury treatments. Popular treatments at the time, but after Washington's death, whose doctors were a disciple of Rush, his medical practice suffered greatly. Rush established the, the Philadelphia Dispensary, the first free medical clinic in the U.S., and he is known as the father of American psychiatry for his work on mental illness.
Rush famously kept a journal about his other delegates serving in Congress. He also used his skill as a writer to resolve the differences between John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. Rush would die from typhus, still a respected physician and teacher. James Smith, born about 1719, died July the 11th, 1806, age at signing about 57. Born in Ulster, Ireland, when he was 10 years old, his family emigrated to Pennsylvania. He studied the New London Academy, now the University of Delaware. After graduating, he studied law with his brother in Lancaster. After being admitted to the bar, he moved to Shippensburg, PA, and later to York, PA. Not doing well in his law business, he took up ironworking. He recruited a local militia and served as its captain. Western PA was the more radical side of the colony, and Smith was sent to represent them in Congress. When Congress fled Philadelphia ahead of the British Army, they moved to the hometown of York. The Board of War used his law offices to meet. He served his home state as a judge and as a militia general. In 1785, he resigned from Congress, citing his advanced age. Smith was coy about his age, and to this day, historians have only a guess about how old he was at his death in 1806. Some guess 86, some guess 85. His tombstone actually says 93. George Taylor, born about 1716, died February the 23rd, 1781, age at signing about 60. Born in Ireland, Taylor became an indentured servant to Samuel Savage Jr. to pay his passage to America. Surf first serving first as a laborer and then as a clerk for Savage's Ironworks until Savage's death. Taylor married the widow Savage and took over the Ironworks. In 1764, Taylor was elected to the Pennsylvania Assembly and served off and on until 1775. Elected to Congress after the vote for independence, Taylor arrived in time to sign the Declaration. Taylor left Congress less than a year. He went on to serve as a colonel of militia, but most importantly his Ironworks supported the war effort. Taylor, of whom not much else is known, would die in 1781. James Wilson, born September the 14th, 1742, died August the 21st, 1798, age at signing 33. Born to William Wilson and Alison Landell in St. Andrews, Scotland, James studied at University of St. Andrews, Glasgow, and Edinburgh, but never obtained a degree. In 1766, he moved to Philadelphia and studied law under John Dickinson. In 1767, he set up his own law practice in Reading, PA. On November the 5th, 1771, he married Rachel Bird. They would have six children together. Rachel would die in 1786, and Wilson would marry Hannah Gray in 1793. While lecturing on topics in Philadelphia, he espoused Republican views. He pioneered the idea of judicial review, which would become a cornerstone of the U.S. Constitution. As a moderate, he was sent to Congress in 1775 and would serve until 1777. Famously, his Philadelphia home was attacked by a Philadelphia mob because he began to defend Tories and buy up land. He served in the Constitutional Convention and wrote a draft of that document. He espoused the ideas of checks and balances and power emanating from the people. Wilson was the first justice of the Supreme Court appointed by President Washington and while serving on the bench he was thrown into debtor's prison for bad land speculation deals. After release from prison he suffered a mental break and died in 1798 around the age of 56. Alright folks that's all for this week. Uh, I hope you guys found that enjoyable. Um, like I said it was a, a lot of information in a quick amount of time. 
Next week we'll be moving on to my home state of Delaware, uh, where I will introduce you to the heroes that I grew up learning about. Uh, join us on Facebook at the uh, Lost America's Lost History Group. Join the discussion, post comments, and uh, let your friends know about it if you think they would enjoy this. Thank you very much and have a great week.